running. Are you out there, you? Why can't I see that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. Don't give up. Warning. Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should have finished the Warning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. What up, Drama Army? Welcome back to So Dramatic. Coming up today, the huge conspiracy theory that has emerged about the Honey Badger's sheep-saving shagging video. God, that was a mouthful. Couples therapy is officially coming to Australia, but there is a huge twist. Michael Goonan was dumped from X on the Beach after just six days, but how long did his ex Casey Osborne last? Find out. Plus, they weren't the only Married at First Sight contestants to be asked on the show. There was another couple who was approached, but they turned it down. Find out who and why. Lockie Gilbert's surprising super spreader confession. Plus, Lockie has been announced as a recruit on the next SAS Australia season, but it almost wasn't meant to be. Find out about the other Bachelor super spreader who was Lockie's plan B. SAS Australia's Jet Kenny's raunchy Instagram DMs leaked. I'm going to read them all out right here for you guys. Plus, there is another plot twist in the Sophie Goodelin, Jake Edwards, new boyfriend Ryan saga. Plus, lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's get into our celebrity sightings of the week, shall we? XOXO spotted Farmer Will, a.k.a. Free Willy, looking for more victims. I mean, lovers. On Hinge this time, one so dramatic spy matched with him on the dating app and said, okay, so funny story. I am literally sitting in my car listening to your podcast and flicking through Hinge and this guy, Farmer Will, just popped up. She then shared the receipts with yours truly. Free Willie's profile reads, just joined, 40 years old, 5'11". I honestly thought he was taller than that. He looks massive on the show. I thought his height must have been the appeal for all of these women. It says, farmer from Longwood, his DP, display pick, not dick pick, is him with a white horse. The spy then said, I mean, what are the chances? Well, considering how many girls he's plowed through already, the chances are very high. The odds are forever in your favour. Nominate yourself as tribute, swipe right and report back. Just don't get knocked up in the process. XOXO. Spotted Married at First Sight's Georgia Fairweather and her mother, Dr Jane, having champagne and strawberries on the waterside balcony at Mr Percival's on Friday afternoon. Mr. Percival's, the scene of the crime once again. I cannot wait for lockdown to end and the borders to open up so I can go there to redeem all of the free drinks I've earned for all of the free promotion I've done for this goddamn bar. At Mr. Percival's, if you're listening, do not forget, have a bar tab ready for me when I enter Brisbane. The So Dramatic Spy wrote, Also, Michael Turnbull from Sam Frost's season of The Bachelorette was there as well. Separately, of course, but he's a nobody now, (laughs) laughing face emoji. Let's just hope Bachelorette star Jamie Doran wasn't there too. XOXO. In episode 97 of this podcast, it was noted that Warner Brothers hasn't advertised casting for the next season of The Bachelor like they would normally do around this time of the year. 
The production company usually promotes that they're casting for the season for the following year towards the end of the current season, yet nothing is to be found. Could this be the big giveaway that they are dumping the show? I did say as well that Warner Brothers were already looking for a replacement show for The Bachelor, and that show was the US reality show Couples Therapy. And then this week, Warner Brothers posted a casting call out for, wait for it, A documentary series that revolves around couples therapy. The call out reads, are you looking for couples therapy? I mean, (laughs) the headline gives it away straight away. Like how how much more obvious could you be? Warner Brothers is looking for New South Wales couples to participate in an authentic new documentary series following people in relationship (laughs) counselling. Keywords, New South Wales, which means obviously because of COVID, they're making their life easier and authentic. Very interesting. Watch this space. Couples will receive weekly therapy over several months with a highly regarded, experienced couples therapist. We are looking for people open to sharing the joys and complexities of saving their relationship, whichever which way things may go. We are keen to hear from people of all sexual orientations, genders, and backgrounds. Well, good to see they are ticking the diversity box. Interested to know more? Email us to arrange a chat, casting AU at something, something, something. Let's just hope that this highly regarded, experienced couples therapist are vetted more thoroughly than the counselors slash experts that we've seen on other shows. XOXO. Spotted the Bachelors, Holly Kingston and Jimmy Nicholson officially moving into their, or should I say Jimmy's, new $1.42 million home in North Bondi. Taking to their individual Instagram accounts over the weekend, both Holly and Jimmy shared various moving updates, including the very relatable shit everywhere when you're settling into a new home, or in my case, just shit everywhere all of the time. Holly wrote, we may have had 18 plus lovers quarrels and smell like communal garbage disposal, but we're still smiling because we've moved in brackets kinda. Whilst Jimmy said, survived the bachelor tick, survived a few months apart tick. (laughs) These are green ticks, not blue ticks, by the way, survived two times interior design disputes tick, survived the first big move tick. There are lots of ticks in this house, (laughs) literally and metaphorically. Looks like these two are ready to take on the world. Congrats to the happy couple on achieving all of their goals, ticks, a relationship and a new home. We have put pictures of their new home on the website if you guys are interested to have a little bit of a sticky beak. XOXO. Spotted Mark Philippoussis going rogue on Instagram and calling out the crack smoking producers of SAS Australia for their crack job editing on Wednesday night's episode. The episode saw recruits put their lives in the hands of their fellow celebrities and they did this free fall challenge from like a 110 metre high cliff face. They were working in pairs and Mark was responsible for Yana Pittman during the free fall. However, we were left grimacing as Mark appeared to release her rope too soon, causing her to hit the cliff face. It was so painful to watch. But he has accused SAS Australia of fabricating a storyline. <laughs> Taking to his Instagram after the episode, Mark set the record straight about what really went down in the moments before Yana rapidly propelled towards the ground. Underneath a clip of the fall on SAS Australia's official Instagram page, he wrote... 
Hey guys, I'm disappointed watching this. The way this was edited was not how it went down at all. Yana Pittman wasn't released early from me. I followed the instructions and was completely ready as Yana's life was in my hands and stopped her fall when I was told. I even got a well done from Billy, which wasn't shown. To top it off, the comment when I said, I want to do that again. I said that on the day we ran down the cliff face forward. I was disappointed and wanted another go. I normally wouldn't say anything, but I have to call out tonight's editing. Disappointing to see after you work so hard at SAS Australia. Well, turns out SAS Australia is another show guilty of fabricating storylines, just like every other rotten reality TV show out there. Fans then rallied around the three-time Olympian in the comment section, commending him for speaking up about the show's editing. Good for you for calling it out, one person replied, whilst another said that the star is an inspiration to many. God, I really thought this was the show that wasn't overly edited and produced. No one is safe from these crack-smoking producers. XOXL. Now, I've got a few updates on a couple of stories that we ran in the podcast last week. Firstly, Nick Cummins' sheep-saving slash sheep-shagging mission. Oh my God, that was a tongue twister if I've ever heard one. For those who missed it, the former bachelor rescued this sheep whose head was stuck in the fence and he shared the video to his Instagram page. He then made a joke about New Zealanders being sheep shaggers in the comment, which Google Siri confirmed for us exclusively here at So Dramatic. Now, the plot thickens again because we have a conspiracy theory that has emerged in the wake of this video. One diligent So Dramatic spy noticed a very interesting comment on the post of the video. Someone wrote a very huge accusation and the comment was from a farmer claiming that the whole thing was staged by Nick. This is what the comment from the farmer said. Hi, Nick. I follow you as a fan. I am a 56-year-old sheep farmer's son. I just watched you scare a shedding sheep into a ringlock fence, then rescue it, question mark. Then call the sheep a he, that was obviously a she, then lift it into a paddock that may not have been its home. We were Merino people, so this was a perfect way to spread lies. Anyway, I'm not a troll or a dick, but I've got no real idea what or why you did that and slash or posted it, question mark. Pretty keen to understand as misuse of social media is a big thing for guys like me with teenage kids. I look forward to you clarifying. So this person is alleging that Nick not only scared the sheep into the fence so he could rescue it for Instagram clout, he wrongly gendered the sheep placed it into the wrong paddock and spread lice. (laughs) Wow. Huge, huge, huge accusations about Nick. Now, the person who noticed this comment said, if this guy saw the whole thing and he's saying Nick scared it into the fence and rescued it for Instagram content, well, he's not really a hero like he's making out. Maybe he did it to aid his Aussie hero image. It's a weird comment to make. I doubt he would admit to it if it was a setup anyway. Well, come to think of it, actually, when I dissected this incident, he did put the sheep over the fence into the paddock when it had actually come from the other side of the paddock. So it was obviously trying to get into that paddock and can't because there's a fence there. So it was trapped outside trying to get in and he just gave it a hand to get over the fence. So really, he should have just untrapped it and let it go back to where it came from, right? I'm so confused about this. This is wild, guys. If the Honey Badger's sheep-saving, shagging mission was really a setup, this is a bigger conspiracy than Bill Gates' COVID 5G conspiracy. 
I cannot wait for Bill Goldsmith to post about this. XOXO. Last week, I revealed that our GoFundMe entrepreneur, Amanda Mikolaf, had already split from her girlfriend, Gypsy Lee, before I even had a chance to find out they were actually dating. Over before it even began. Gypsy had then wiped all traces of her relationship with Amanda from social media. It is a cover-up bigger than the Gladys and Daryl Icac cover-up. But the plot thickens again. Over the weekend, Gypsy Lee posted a number of spicy stories to Instagram, including a screenshot of her new Tinder profile. On the dating profile, she was showing us that she had changed her dating gender preference from women to men. I've never seen this happen, honestly. It's usually shitty men turning women to the other side, not the other way around. One So Dramatic member then inboxed Gypsy Lee and said, thank God you're no longer with Amanda. (laughs) Their words, not mine. She replied, always trust your instincts. Very telling, right? A third Drama Army member. God, you guys are really obsessed with this Amanda Mikolov saga. Even more obsessed than I am. They said, I found a message of encouragement left by Amanda. (laughs) This is so good. On Gypsy Lee's Step Temba donation page, along with a photo of them looking lovingly into each other's eyes. Obviously from happier times, broken heart emoji. So the page said, thank you to my sponsors. And then it had one from Amanda Mikolov. She donated $171.81 to the cause on the 6th of September. She wrote, love you, babe. I hope you hit your goal. So Amanda has donated to her Step Temba charity. So good to see that Amanda is using her GoFundMe money to donate to other, way more worthy charities. As revealed in episode 75 of So Dramatic and then plagiarised by Daily Mail ever since, I first revealed that X on the Beach was recruiting washed up reality TV stars for its next season. Michael Goonan, Casey Osborne, Stacey Hampton, Jessica Power were all approached. However, Stacey and Jess didn't end up going ahead with the show. However, Michael and Casey have been over there for the past few weeks filming. And last week on the podcast, I revealed that Michael was dumped from the island after just six days. In and out, quicker than a Macca's drive through he was. Now, it seems that Casey didn't last that long on the show either, because on Tuesday, just four days after Michael's departure, Casey posted a video of herself in the same hotel that Michael was at when he was evicted from the show. She wrote, getting used to quarantine life. She then posted a video in a taxi in London on her way home. Maybe the Brits just don't like Aussies. Or maybe they just don't like Casey and Michael. (laughs) It was a case of deja vu as Casey then took to her Instagram to defend her decisions to fly overseas during a global pandemic. A week after her ex, Michael had done the same. The video was not up long before she decided to delete it, probably for the best. I am so excited for this train wreck of a show to air. I honestly cannot wait to watch it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now it turns out that Casey, Michael, Stacey and Jessica weren't the only Married at First Sight stars who were approached for the series. Looks like one show's trash is another show's treasure. Alex Markovich told So Dramatic last week that she and her on-screen husband, Ivan Sarakula, were also approached for the show. 
Commenting underneath the outrageous video of Michael Gooden carrying on in spade after his eviction on the show on the So Dramatic Instagram page, go and have a look if you want some laughs. She said, lol, yet I said no to filming because A, people like me aren't even seeing their families within Australia and B, I couldn't stand to be on another show with Goonbag who is always on the and doesn't make sense whenever he talks. I roll emoji. At least there is one smart and socially aware influencer slash reality star out there. Thank you, Alex Markovich. Alex then said that her and Ivan got asked to do the show, but she turned it down and so Ivan was then unable to do it. She wrote, can't be X on the beach without an X laughing face emoji. I think I'll stick to normal life. I ain't chasing the clout like Goonan and Casey are. Ooh, savage. Oh my God. Oh my God. In what can only be described as an unexpected and hilarious turn of events, Lockie Gilbert has admitted that he deserved to be called a super spreader by yours truly. The name, which originated with fuckboy Kieran Stott, was bestowed upon Lockie after he was busted kissing a number of women before and during filming, in addition as well, don't forget, to the women that he was kissing and dating on the show. Following Kieran's appointment as our OG super spreader, Lockie was quickly promoted to CEO super spreader after it was found out that he had surpassed his super spreading antics by miles. No easy feat either. So Lockie was back home in Perth during the lockdown at the height of the pandemic, not to mention after production was shut down due to the pandemic. Then he was also going on an unhinged liking spree on Instagram back home, liking all of these sexy pics of women in lingerie and bikinis on Instagram. And that is why he was called the CEO super spreader. Last weekend, Lucky posted a photo of himself and his bachelor finale pick and girlfriend Irina as they celebrated fellow survivor alum Harry Hills, aka Dirty Harry's wedding. Now, I left a love heart emoji in the comment section of this post. One fan then called me out and asked me why I was commenting on the photo after calling Lucky a super spreader on the podcast. I mean, fair question. They wrote, at Megan Pistetto, you used to constantly back him out on your podcast and refer to him as a super spreader, but now you write this on his page? Couldn't get more fake. (laughs) I replied and said, that was over a year ago. People change. I love the new Lockie. Him and Irina are couple goals. Then Lockie stepped into the ring and said, to be honest, I did deserve it. (laughs) Laughing face emoji. Thank God Irina has changed me for the better. Indeed, she has, and we love to see it. We also love to see a self-aware super spreader. And even more, we love to see a reformed super spreader. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Speaking of reformed, Lockie Gilbert was announced on Sunday as a recruit for the next season of SAS Australia 2022. We've put the full list of names up on our website, sodramaticonline.com, but I'll be honest, Lockie is the only one on there that I care about. Now, I did reveal previously that Lockie applied for season one and season two of SAS Australia, but narrowly missed out both times. So it's good to see that he finally made the cut. Third time's a charm. Oh my God. I just realized that Lockie was our plan C bachelor, our third choice. And now he's on SAS Australia after his third attempt. Three must be Lockie's lucky number. I am so excited to see if Lockie's super spreading antics are going to be the subject of a DS interrogation. (laughs) 
I wonder if any so dramatic articles or podcast episodes will be pulled up as evidence. Anyway, it's good to see that Lockie's starting his redemption tour early and he's already reforming and admitting to his super spreading ways. However, Lockie's appearance on SAS Australia almost wasn't meant to be. One source tells So Dramatic that Lockie almost pulled out of the show at the 11th hour. They said... Lockie was cast early on, but his appearance was in doubt due to the severity of the COVID outbreak in Sydney. He didn't want to risk being stuck here and unable to get home, considering WA have the strictest border restrictions. He ended up being granted a special exemption so he can return once he's done his quarantine. Now, also on that list of celebs who didn't make the cut for SAS Australia was our other super spreader, Kieran Stott, a.k.a. Lockie's predecessor. One source tells So Dramatic that Kieran was put on a waiting list and was on call for the show as a backup for Lockie if he was unable to film. So he was going to be Lockie's replacement. (laughs) Plan B, Lockie Gilbert. What a shame they didn't just put our two super spreaders on there at the same time. That would have been a battle I would have loved to have seen. But it looks like their Bachelor Super Spreader quota was already filled with Lockie. Better luck next year, Kieran. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now, last episode, I dropped some huge tea about Survivor 2022. And I said it was a blood versus water theme and revealed that it was a celebrity version with MasterChef's Khan Hong and influencer Sophie Keisha. Now, the first mistake was the pronunciation of Sophie's name. I said Sophia Kachia. <laughs> which in hindsight sounds ridiculous because it sounds like a bloody jingle. We all know that my pronunciation of names is not the greatest at the best of times. So my apologies. It is Sophie Keisha. I hope I got that right. And no, it was not intentional. I had a lot of people messaging saying, oh my God, this is so funny. Are you doing this on purpose? No, I genuinely thought it was Sophia Kachia. Anyways, now the source who told me the info about this was partly right and partly wrong. And look, full disclosure here, source info isn't always 100% accurate 100% of the time. Errors do happen when people are passing on information to other people. So this is what happened. The season was originally going to be a celebrity version. They had even cast actual celebrities for it. However, they ended up changing it at the 11th hour. So just a couple of weeks ago, they were like, nah, we're just going to do a blood versus water theme instead. Sophie and Khan were cast for the show when it was a celeb version and Khan was boasting to everyone he knew about going on this show. He told his trainer, he told all his friends and they have come back to me. I heard this from literally multiple people. So I was like, okay, it checks out. Everyone seems to know about this. So he was boasting about the show and that's how the info got out. However, this source obviously didn't have the update of the info, which was that the season had been scrapped. So I think Khan forgot to mention that to everyone. So along with Khan and Sophie, another celebrity who was cast on the show but had to be dropped because it wasn't going ahead anymore was Jodie Gordon. I think that that sounds like a really good bunch of people. So let's hope that next year, if they go ahead with the celebrity version, they keep the same mix of celebs. So yes, I was wrong, guys. Full admittal here. The season is no longer a celeb season. It is just a blood versus water season. Apologies for the confusion. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week, guys. So last week we touched on Sophie Goodaland and Jake Edwards attending the same Ziggy Alberts concert. Hashtag awkward. So Sophie was at the concert with her new man, Ryan Cecina. 
Now, after the episode went out, many of you contacted me saying, hey, this is the same Ryan that Sophie dumped for Jake Edwards. So it's not her new man. It is her old man. Now, going back, I actually did cover this in my mammoth investigation about Jake and Sophie's breakup, episode 74, if you haven't done your homework. Now, according to my sources in this episode, Sophie was still with Ryan when she started hooking up with Jake, but I'd actually forgotten about the fact that this was the same guy she dumped for Jake. I am having so much trouble keeping up, I will be honest, and I mustn't be the only one, so let me rehash the main points quickly. Sophie posted a picture on Valentine's Day of herself with a huge bunch of red roses, and at the time, we assumed that they were from Jake, given that they were together around Valentine's Day. However, one source claimed that they weren't from Jake, they were in fact from Ryan. They said, Jake didn't buy those red roses for Sophie, I don't believe. Ryan was in Sydney with her around that time and was going to the gym where he was a PT at together. They then provided photos of them together, Ryan and Sophie, which were taken around the same time Sophie had started dating Jake. So it looked like there was a little bit of a timeline crossover. The photos were of them attending a couple of events together, including his sister's birthday on February 3. Now, Sophie did say in the podcast that she did with Jake that they were talking around the time that filming was on. The source then said they went to a couple of events together, including his sister's birthday on February 3. Sophie did say in the podcast with Jake that they were talking around the time of filming, but she was 100% dating that Ryan guy then. He even had a Sophie with an eternity symbol in his bio. Then legit, the next weekend, Jake was in Noosa with Sophie. A second source said, I have seen you post a little bit about Jake and Sophie. Can I ask if you know how long they've been dating for? I only ask this as I know she was dating a Fitzbo trainer as there was a photo posted on the 31st of January this year of her at a dinner. I'm assuming they've been dating for 8 to 12 weeks or so. On January 31, Sophie was with Ryan and his whole gym crew were telling everyone that they were a couple. The third source said, FYI, Sophie was with Ryan two weeks ago. Now that was sent on the 13th of March. So the start of March, she was still meant to be with Ryan. But back to the timeline, Jake apparently started seeing Sophie in December, possibly even before, because I think Beck mentioned something about them talking during filming. So she must have quickly given him the flick for Jake. When she was dating Jake, she then deleted this picture of herself with the flowers off Instagram. Now, this brings us to the present time. The deleted Roses picture is now back on her profile, magically reappeared this week. Now, not only is it back on her profile, but she has tagged Ryan in it, which confirms the tea from months ago that he sent her the flowers, which means that they were still together when she was also dating Jake. So by putting the photo up, she's also put the evidence back up. Now, a new source got in touch with So Dramatic this week and said, Ryan and Sophie dated for a year in private before she was with Jake. She dumped Ryan for Jake. Then we all know how that went. Ryan always wanted her back. Ryan is a trainer at the gym I go to, and I overheard another client ask Ryan, how is your girlfriend going? To which Ryan replied, yeah, really well. Coincidentally, at the same time, Sophie had been soft launching their relationship by posting pictures and videos with a man out at breakfast, but only showing her plate. (laughs) Ryan, however, uploaded a photo at the same time and at the same beach with the same tree at the same time. (laughs) Brackets, sneaky spy business here which quickly progressed into her going on dates with him and her children. 
Ryan's mood has been up and down over the last year and apparently he always really liked her and it was her decision to break up with him and get with Jake. Then she was dating the other guy, the police officer, a few weeks after Jake. Sophie went in for breast surgery and something had happened. Apparently the police officer, brackets can't remember his name, was spreading misinformation about her online. However, days later, Sophie was posting online again with Ryan. It seems Ryan stuck it out and got what he wanted. However, seeing how quickly Sophie's relationships have abruptly ended, it is highly likely that they will announce a breakup tomorrow. Savage, they added. Sophie said that she would never get married again, but then on the podcast with Jake, she said that she would marry Jake. She also said that she was against changing her last name. However, then she said that she would take Jake's last name. She said that she wasn't having any more babies and then she said that she wanted to have Jake's babies. Then a few weeks later, they break up and she deleted the podcast. (laughs) This is honestly so hard to keep up with. The saga that keeps on giving and I cannot get enough of it. I need someone to honestly make a mini docu-series on this. Make it happen ASAP. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you drama queens today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review. Please show me where you're listening to the episode as well on Instagram and tag at sodramaticpodcast underscore sodramaticonline.com for your tea fix in between episodes, guys. And we are also on Instagram at sodramaticonline facebook twitter and there is a link in the show notes to join the patreon i've been putting the spiciest tea on patreon pretty much just the stuff that gets me in trouble (laughs) so make sure you're a member i also did a bonus episode with some extra bits from the laura interview and i've got another mini episode going up today it is about jet kenny and some explosive raunchy scandalous messages he sent some women i'm gonna read them all out it is good do not miss that i'm gonna put that up right now goodbye Good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.